You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. Hi, everybody out there in One of Us world. This is Matt Foster. And I'm Trevor Teacher-Heo. You may have heard one, the other, or both of us on Screener Squad. Or maybe you heard neither of us. That's not helpful. You can atone if you've heard neither of us by listening to Screener Squad or by catching our show, the Nighthawks podcast. Oh, good save. Yeah, take a seat in the Nighthawks diner with us. Get ready to get to the granular grist of the movies we love. And sometimes the movies we like really hard. You can find us on Spotify, Audible, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and always at nighthawkspodcast.com. Love me some crazy Japanese films. Nobody makes crazier films than the Japanese. I mean that really, literally. There is no culture on earth that is better at making just incredibly insane films than the Japanese. I don't know what's going on in the over there. I don't know if it was like the reactor about 10 years ago that was leaking into the water that started to cause people to go even crazier than they were even 10 years before that with some of the films by people like Takashi Miike. You know, people know that name. They go, Takashi Miike, yeah. Uh, they did that uh, crazy movie Audition. I'm like, oh, oh, you sweet summer child. Audition is, is a very good movie, but now it plays like a classic film noir compared to some of the stuff I've seen since. Especially since I got turned on to Japanese director Sion Sono, who also has been on the circuit for a very long time, making any number of films. First, becoming well-known in 2008 for his film Love Exposure, and uh, slightly before that, Suicide Club, which was a weird but slightly more J-horror-ish type entry. I mean, idiosyncratic is a mild way of describing his career. And I have become a huge fan, despite the fact you can only get a handful of his films even over here. And I was not surprised at all when I found out that the American king of starring in totally wacko, gonzo, off-the-beaten-cuff films, Nicolas Cage was going to team up with Sion Sono to do a movie together. And I think my heart grew three sizes that day. And of course, I immediately had to go to the hospital. Off-the-beaten-cuff? I I haven't heard that one before, Chris. I'm good at mixing together two expressions. Mixed metaphor is my favorite. That's my whole thing. The movie we're reviewing is called Prisoners of the Ghostland. It is pretty much exactly as wacky as I'd expect a film from Sion Sono starring Nicolas Cage, Sofia Butella, and Bill Mosley to be. And we're here to talk about it. Joining me on this review is Tessa. Hello. Or Ohio. Lewayne. <laughs> hey, how's it going? And Ryan. Hey, what's going on? Boy, how do you describe a plot like Prisoners of the Ghost Land? Well, on the most basic level, Nicolas Cage plays a character named <laughs> Hero. I mean, it's spelled 
Yeah, like Hero, who is a criminal. He is a bad guy. We saw that he, with his partner, director Nick Cassavetes, had knocked over a bank, and Nick went a little batshit crazy and just started killing people. Make a long story short, Nicolas Cage ended up getting caught, and the governor of this weird fucking town, Samurai City, who is yeah. a complete... It's Bill Mosley from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, who is basically like every sort of scummy western town sheriff sleazy guy, except the whole town is filled with this mix between cowboys of that type of film you'd expect and straight up old school samurai dudes and like yakuza people and it's a place that doesn't exist except in the mind of sion sono and probably anybody who's spent a weekend watching too many uh samurai and films and westerns right on top of each other and they say if you watch rio bravo and you watch ron by kurosawa at the same time you can't figure out what's going on in either one <laughs> anyway so the governor goes look here's the deal my daughter has disappeared Sophia Botella, daughter, question mark. And I need you to go get her, and I'm going to put you in this suit that's got explosives in the arms, explosives in the neck, and explosives on the balls. Yeah. And of course, it, it detects if you are at any point forceful with any women at all, or if you try to remove them. And also, it's got a time limit before it's just going to blow up altogether. It's got this little thing on the sleeve that at some point she's got to say, It's me, Bernice. And then it'll at least stop the countdown part of the thing. And the deal is, she didn't just disappear casually. She disappeared into a, I don't know where, supernatural world that exists apparently not all that far from Samurai City that is, I don't know, like someone in the Road Warrior having a dream. It's just like assemblage of junk parts and crazy people and a giant clock and something about nuclear radiation honestly there's a political subtext here it feels like you gotta have a political subtext okay say something about nuclear radiation it's from japan everybody will go like oh you see what he's really talking about i don't think he's really talking about anything <laughs> i think he's just here to have fun and nicholas cage has to go into this world get her get out and fight a variety of very strange people i don't know there's a point i kind of last track what the fuck was even going on in this movie but that didn't mean i wasn't having fun i feel like the people living in i believe it's samurai town is just like an assemblage of the two different theme parks from like Westworld and the Japanese one, you know, like this, yeah. the recent seasons are just like, you know, what if we just, just put those together? Yeah, let's go with that. Like you said, Nicolas Cage's character, he's not a good guy. He is good to the extent that he doesn't want to murder children, but he's totally okay with hitting up women. That's the bare minimum for professional killer films. If you don't kill children, that's how you can tell they're our hero. Oh, heart of gold. <laughs> Give him a medal. I mean, we don't ask for much in this year, 2021. <laughs> really, anything. Oh, that guy, he's a hero because he won't litter. <laughs> Sweet question. Why was the governor's voice so familiar? Bill Mosley. He has been in a number of horror movies along the year, including, uh, well, House of the a Thousand Corpses, The okay. Devil's Rejects. Okay. Hey, he played the Deadite Captain in Army of Darkness. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where she remembers it from. That's I was it. getting some Army of Darkness vibes toward the end of this, too, honestly. This tries a lot, and I don't think it's really too committed to any single bit. Nope. It's mainly hyper-aware of the fact that, hey, we've got Nicolas Cage, and it's kind of built a wacky movie around, hey, we've got Nicolas Cage. It definitely doesn't feel like the script was written until, hey, we got Nicolas Cage, because everything <laughs> in here is just kind of set up for his level of wackiness. Oh, this is the scene where Nicolas Cage just starts randomly yelling about shit and getting super emotional. 
And I do love that the suit, which, like we said, is, is, is an old gimmick, really, the exploding suit to come back from the mission. Except unlike those things, it's got multiple different points of explosion that mm-hmm. can be set off separately. So it's not that far in the film before it blows off one of his testicles. And <laughs> no. I just started laughing. You've never seen that before. It's like, are you a bad enough dude to get the governor's daughter from the desert? It's like, yes. Yes, I am. There's a scene where he rides off on a bicycle and everyone's like, yeah! Like, thought he was such a bad motherfucker. And I was like, what is going on here? What is this choice? I I guess it's like, in the apocalypse, you don't roll out in a really nice car because you'll just get, like, hit up by fucking scavengers or something. Or bandits, maybe, was his logic. And then he ended up using the car anyways. And I was just like, okay. Okay, hold on. You said the L word. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not sure logic Logic? applies here. (laughs) In this? Oh, the L word. I was like, oh no, what did I say? Nope, you're fine. (laughs) Nobody had a meeting going, I'm not sure this makes sense when they were making this film. He did crash the car, too, so maybe he should have taken the bike, right? I mean, they applaud him on a bike because you try riding a bike after one of your testicles gets blown off. I mean, that's kind of heroic and amazing. Well, okay, that's fair. It was before that. But still, maybe they uh, shot it out of sequence. I don't know. I don't know, Tessa. Maybe they were like, this will be cool. It's like when all the guys in Raiders of the Lost Ark start cheering when Indiana Jones kills one of them. What was that? (laughs) Wasn't he your guy? There's more than enough gonzo over-the-top stuff here to have fun with, I think. But I definitely think this went on a little bit longer than it needed to, too. Mm. There's a point I'm like, okay, guys, we can skip a lot of this and get to the point. But when it finally does get into the third act, and it's like, okay, now we're in the point where Nicolas Cage and Sophia Patel are going to kill lots and lots and lots of people. No, I was back. That's what we're here for. I thought there were way too many dream sequences. (laughs) How could you tell the difference? I know. Yeah, that was hard. But it was also mm, a movie this crazy already it doesn't need the dream sequences as an excuse for there to be zaniness if you know what i mean realistically if you need any actual information from the dream sequence it wouldn't be any less weird for a voice to just say to the audience hey this thing is important later why not we're already going all the way with everything else i don't know how you could separate the two overall i mean this is a dream within a dream and maybe even within a dream i mean it's a pretty typical sono film in that way but even more lucy with its sense of there is not sort of a set reality like because like samurai city is weird enough but then the ghost land is just where is it what is this supposed to be and what is there is there some sort of weird rule about being able to leave it or not that i can never quite tell what exactly it was and why are people being dressed up in like mannequin shards and frozen and can't move or do anything what is that i got to the end of the movie i still didn't know but it was a aesthetically really neato creepy choice yeah there was definitely a point where i just kind of stopped trying to make sense of it and just kind of embraced the chaos of it and it was fun for the most part like i can say for a fact there was no point where i was really bored i think i agree with you chris it maybe dragged a little at some points like in the middle but for the most part i think that it's just constantly throwing like the most insane shit at you and insane Nicholas Cage. For that alone, I had a lot of fun with it. I don't think this is focusing on the brutal killing. I mean, there is a lot of killing and certainly we've seen a, a lot of Cage movies lately with violence that really focuses on how gory it is. And that's not really the main point here. I think that's Sono 
show is aiming more for sort of a take on the two older versions of the uh, genres of samurai movies and uh, Yakuza movies. And then, honestly, to a lesser extent, the Western. I mean, it's there visually, but I didn't see as much of it in the themes it was exploring. He's just crushing together shit he liked when he was young and having a good time doing it. It's like, fuck, we got Nicolas Cage. So. Yeah, just mashing action figures together. Yes, yes there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fun. I can picture Sono's childhood now perfectly. So we'll, the people will be like, this is his stand by me. <laughs> be a good poll quote for the poster. Speaking of mashing action figures together, uh, was uh, Yosujiro, wasn't he the guy from Versus? Takasakaguchi? Yes, he is in uh, the film Versus, which is yeah. basically Yakuza versus zombies in a forbidden magical forest mm-hmm. uh, that is really insanely long, but fun. Yes, yeah. he is the, the lead in that very cult film from quite some time ago now. We were mentioning batshit Japanese movies. Another one of my favorites is Survive Style 5. I highly recommend it. That one's really rad. I agree. And this guy's actually been in quite a number of Sonos films, including Why Don't You Play in Hell, which, like I said, I couldn't possibly recommend anymore. Any chance. Just try, We could be talking about a Pixar film if like, somebody comes in and there's something that faintly reminds me of something from that film. But like, oh, you know what movie you should watch? Anyway, yeah, <laughs> this is a, a totally different movie, Prisoners of the Ghostland. And while it's not my favorite see on Sonos, it is AC on Sono. It moves relatively quickly. People who have a taste for Cage at his most crazy and Japanese films that just make no sense on a details level, but you get the bigger picture, this is going to be your thing. Let's go to final thoughts. Tessa, get us started. As we said, the visuals in this were really interesting and creepy and I would say camp. We have a lot of notes taken from many post-apocalyptic films. I think overall, I mean, we even got like exposition on how the world got to be like this, but we didn't really get much explanation as far as like the people that live there. I was really confused about the people in the ghost land what their take on time was if they want to go they want to stop it's a little confusing their relationship with this clock tower in their town and how they felt about it it was like they were just big fans of the works of the filmmakers of city of lost children that whole part of the set yes <laughs> yeah and it kind of reminded me of dark city too a little bit mm-hmm. i would probably give this maybe like a six out of ten it's cool looking and kind of spooky and goofy and over the top but i feel like it's just not very like cohesive as far as like plot or pacing there's something missing here that needs to help it like gel together a bit more six out of ten creepy mannequin faces Luane? i'm not gonna lie when i first saw this i was like surrealistic post-apocalyptic samurai western with nicholas cage yes please sign me up it is exactly the type of movie that Nicolas Cage should be in now and again to just go do all the Cage things that everybody loves that we have to pretend he doesn't always do because sometimes the plot requires him to just be kind of normal at least for a little bit. This one's like, eh, whatever. Cage, have at it, man. It was a lot of fun to watch him just be bonkers in this insane world with these bizarre characters that make no sense and yet somehow do make sense in a weird way that I can't really pin down, which I assume is a Sono trait. So I'm going to have to watch more of these now. I'm going to give this 3.5 out of 5 left nuts. Ryan? I kind of wish that I'd seen it in a theater with like a crazy, like, wild audience like i think that would probably be the best way to see it drinking a little bit not thinking about it too hard like tessa i completely agree i'm not gonna defend the story being like super coherent or anything but i'm gonna definitely go check out the sion sono the director's work because i'm not really that familiar with it but what it what attracted me to this was was obviously nicholas cage and i just love that he's just been on this bender of like crazy weird genre movies and that's just 
been attracting me since he did Mandy. I think this delivers. If you watch the trailer and you feel like it might be a movie for you, I think you'll be into it. It's really, really fun, crazy, unhinged Nicolas Cage performance in the way that you would want it to be. I'm going to give it 7 out of 10 abandoned bicycles. Having seen nowhere near the bulk of this guy's films, he's just got so many, but you know, more than your average bear, I consider myself a big fan and will watch anything he puts out. For instance, he has like a three-hour dancing Yakuza skateboarding musical called Tokyo Tribes. What? And it's awesome. Hip-hop musical. Drop everything and go watch that movie if this seems like your sort of thing. But just like Prisoner of the Ghostland, if it doesn't sound like your sort of thing, guess what? It's not. You're, you'll hate it. You'll be like, I, wh- why did you make me watch this film? It doesn't even make sense. <laughs> it depends on what you like. And for people who like this sort of thing, here's another good one from him. I will never count him among his greats, but I'll tell you, he works well with Cage. And more than anything, I go, boy, I sure hope he gets to work with Nicolas Cage again and attracts more actors like him and Sophia Vitella and, and Bill Mosley to his oeuvre. And, you know, some of those actors who are great that we already know that do over-the-top crazy shit. Can you imagine Bruce Campbell in a fucking Soto film? I would kill or die to see that happen. Prisoner of the Ghostland, it works moderately well. Not an all-time classic, but it's not a bad starter point to his films either. And I'm going to give it six and a half out of ten rat people in your pit crew. The cowboy portion of this town and how kind of like slapsticky and sort of like almost comic book-esque that the cowboy part of this town remind me of the episodes of briscoe county jr oh yeah which also is kind of surreal and makes you keep going wait what is happening is this a dream i used to call it like cowboy twin peaks yes (laughs) (laughs) this is kind of samurai slash cowboy slash yakuza twin no it's not never mind 